Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another edition of the My Cave podcast. Whether you're listening for the first time or back for more, we're thrilled to have you. My Cave offers well-rounded conversations with an Islamic, with an Islamic perspective and some halal beef. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. My name is Hussubhan, hosting the podcast again this week, and I'm excited to join by Neha. Back again for some more, and after a brief break, my name is Cher. Cher, your your introduction last time was so much better. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, Cher I know. Well, I can't use that, the that same. I know, but it was like it was the best. It was it was variety. So it's been a minute, you know. Uh, I feel like we haven't recorded for a long time, and it's just been a week. And I, I guess that shows how dedicated we've sort of been this season. And I mean, like that's kind of impressive, to be honest. This is something that we started uh, almost a year ago, um, around this time. And we're already like 30, 35 episodes in. So, alhamdulillah. Um, exciting. So, how's everyone's week going? Well, uh, I just finished all my labs. Got lab finals next week, though. So, okay. Really... Anything exciting going on in your life, Neha? You want to tell us about any friends you saw? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Show your shout outs to my friends. <laughs> uh, they don't deserve shout outs. They're not here today. I think yeah. we agreed on that. But uh, yeah, final exams are coming up. Cher's finals are a lot sooner than ours. Yes, um, they are. They are? Yep. Um, I'm done. So my, all my exams are in the first week of December. What? Yeah. So the next week. Or the week after. Two weeks. Two okay. weeks. You're going to start growing so. out your, like, your finals beard? It's a must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then you like, go like clean face. And... Yeah, everybody knows when exams come because I got that like really stringy facial hair. <laughs> Not on the level of Subhan's facial hair, but... Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. It's coming. Um, so my mom's been be. telling me. She's like, sure, I got you a new razor. Yeah, mom, thanks. <laughs> my mom does buy me razors. <laughs> it's okay. Nothing wrong with that, homie. Um, okay. Uh, what else? So it's, it's been a while, Sheriff. Like, anything new to report? You know what? I wish I could say I was doing something exciting, but really I wasn't. Being pretty much a hermit. Studying. Gym. Still no gains. But I'll get back to you on that one as well. Um... <laughs> I don't know, Swan. What have you been doing the last few uh, weeks? To be honest, the last few weeks have been a blur. My parents left today for Pakistan, so I'm kind of... It, it's a bittersweet moment. I, like, walked into their room. Okay, so, so okay, side story. I was 10 years old. My parents went to Pakistan for the first time, and they left. And I walked into their room, and I started crying. <laughs> but I was 10 years old. And then and then my sister walks in. She's like, stupid, what's wrong with you? Hey, Cher, what was that? She just want to call me out. It wasn't yesterday or this morning, I swear. Oh, no. My daddy didn't have to, like, console me or anything. But um, anyway. like, FaceTime your parents. Yeah. Hey, look, Savannah, look at the phone. So, Khan, I hope you don't mind. I uh, made a Facebook request to have a party at your house. In the meantime, your parents are gone. Of course. I mean, I've done my exams on the 14th. Excellent. And uh, I don't leave for Pakistan until the 23rd. So Perfect. I'll bring the samosas. at my house. Yeah. Everyone on who listens to this podcast is invited. So Riff and Mustafa Ali, come on over. Yeah. We only have two listeners. That's the running joke. For anybody else, you got to like DM Sapan for his address. <laughs> uh, don't DM me, please. I've disabled them. <laughs> also, someone's got to bring the roofs out, right? Yeah, roofs, bruh. It's purple. Lifetime supply at my house. I got you. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Oh shots. my god, this is great. Um, so we're just going to hop into some current events uh, now that we've talked about our very riveting lives. The first one being, um, so it's been about uh, almost two weeks since, actually it has been two weeks since Donald Trump uh, won the presidential election. He's going to be the 45th president of the United States. Um, he doesn't get inaugurated until January, so, uh, you know, um, Obama's doing his farewell tour. He just, like, um, 
he gave uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jordan like some award yesterday. It was interesting. And Ellen. And mm-hmm. Ellen. Yeah. Okay, the same award. It was um, like auto medal of. Uh, I don't know what it is actually. But uh, yeah, while well, Neha looks that up, so um, oh, that's cool. So uh, during Donald Trump's uh, campaign, he was um, he was advocating hard against NAFTA, which is a North American free trade agreement. Um, and so this week, Donald Trump actually posted a video uh, talking about his first hundred days in office, um, and uh, you know, like this is normal for most presidents, and obviously it's just to give people like an idea of what he's going to be doing. And in that video, he didn't mention NAFTA at all, which is a little bit interesting because that was one of his bigger points while campaigning. So maybe his advisor, like, "Hey, Donald, you won. Like, let's just not play dumb anymore." I mean, I'm hoping that's the case because NAFTA really hurts Canada if it's if it's broken or if it's amended. Um, because right now, like NAFTA, it's been intact since 1994. Um, and, uh, you know, um, Trump is saying things like he wants to impose like a 35% tariff on, uh, on, on U.S. companies that go and produce in Mexico and bring them back just so he keeps jobs in the United States. But I mean, isn't that what like business is all about? It's like finding a way to cut costs if you're able to... Well, like I think cut like, costs and like maintain a, a, a like a reasonable price. If you're gonna leave labor right. in the United States, you're gonna have to pay people more. The cost of living is so much higher than it is in Mexico, and there's so many other factors, right? Go ahead. But I think I think um, a better way to deal with that would be introducing some kind of incentive to produce within the United States. Oh, of course, if you wanted to, yeah. right? Such as tax cut for smaller companies instead yeah. of. And taxing the bigger companies who do produce outside, right? Well, he's totally against that because Donald Trump was saying even even before he was like, yeah, you know, he's he's going to um, only tax. Oh no, no, this was Clinton. She was, she wanted to tax people with like uh, estates worth more than five million dollars, and everyone of Donald Trump's buddies has like a bunch of those estates, so that would really hurt him. Obviously, I mean, now that he's going to be the president, it's it's going to be a little bit different. Some of the other things that he was talking about was he wanted to like. Like reform these parts of NAFTA, so currency manipulation, the lumber agreement, which is huge, mm. um, uh, the country. So, so basically, Canada, Canada's dairy industry is very much protected, right? So Trump wants to kind of exploit that because in like Canada, obviously, like um, like the meat and and dairy is like something that Canadians can be proud uh, proud well, yeah, about because it doesn't. I mean, um, I think it was a few years ago when there was a study that came out in the United States because children were. Um, biologically maturing much sooner than they should be. So, you know, boys and girls were hitting puberty at a way earlier age than they should be. In Canada? No, in the United States. Okay. And so when they traced back to why that was, because it was a spike in it, they found out it was because of all the growth hormones that the cattle and dairy, um, cattle and um, were being given for uh, dairy production. Wow. That it was coming in the milk of the cattle. And so when that milk was being sold in the United States, children were consuming that milk at much higher levels than adults were. So they were hitting puberty at a much earlier age than they had been the previous 10 years. So, so like at the age of 10, a Pakistani kid had a full beard. Where can I get my hands on some of that cattle? <laughs> Only for those purposes, hair growth purposes. <laughs> it wasn't just hair growth. It was um, even, you know, mentality and like yeah, physically as well. That's crazy. You had kids in junior high who looked like full-grown adults. And so for Canada, I mean, this is, if, if, if they were to break down NAFTA, it would hurt Canada a lot just because Canada has a large state. Like they trade the most with the United States. Um, it's almost 15% of all the exports that the United States has worldwide go to Canada, which is a large portion. Um, and Canada's like trade deficit with the United States is only $15 billion. And Mexico's is about $60 billion. Obviously, we know Donald Trump is, I mean, like, let's say he's a racist. Um, and this and 
taxing people in Mexico and, you know, treating them differently, it's going to hurt that economy so much more, right? Because, uh, I mean, if you look south of Mexico, it's South America, right? Um, obviously, it's obviously it's South. But, uh, I mean, just like below Mexico, there's a lot of impoverished countries. And trading with them is a, li- is a lot harder because there's a lot of politics. Obviously, trading with Canada and the United States, Mexico being one of the larger countries in, uh, well, I guess, like one of the larger Hispanic countries in that region, I mean, it would be to their benefit and Canada and the United States benefit to maintain their relations in NAFTA. So, I mean, I don't know what Trump is doing. I mean, in the 100-day video, he didn't say anything like that. So let's just cross our fingers and hope that nothing like this really, uh, you know, transpires and really happens. But, I mean, like that's what politics is, right? It's a dirty game. It is. Our next story does also talk about politics a little bit more locally. Um, Sam uh, Oosterhoff. That's how you say it. There's three O's. Well, I mean, if you're pro-life, so. Okay. Oh, my God, Neha. So much shade. So this 19-year-old um, from uh, the riding of Niagara West and Glanbrook, uh, there was a, a by-election for their provincial, um, uh, I guess, like, I, I, well, for their provincial government. And being 19-year-old, he became the youngest uh, member of the legislature, which is kind of impressive. However, one thing to note is that that riding has been conservative since the year 1995. So for 21 years, it's been conservative. This kid gets more than 50% of the votes, um, and he wins. I don't think he won on his merit. I think he won because a lot of, and we talked about this with Irfan, that a lot of uh, like federal and provincial politics, it's very, like there's party allegiances, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and we noticed that similarly in like uh, just this spring when the NDP, they had that orange, orange uh, wave, and they took over... A bunch of seats that they shouldn't have, um, simply because people were feeling the NDP and uh, like an MLA Thomas Dang who went to school with um, some of the people that I know. Uh, you know, he's like twenty one. But he won because of his party. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's interesting. You want to make any comments, Neha, about uh, Sam? Well, first of all, he took my title of being the youngest. I had plans, hopes, dreams, and aspirations. <laughs> but those plans, you know, they can still happen. They're yeah. just on the back burner. Yeah, they are. Inshallah. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was weird how it was being flaunted that he was pro-life. Which is a very controversial thing. It is, I mean, especially because we saw that right now just with Trump's victory down south and how Planned Parenthood was being um, targeted by mm-hmm. Trump because he was going to pull away funding from that. But if you look at the stats... There's a lot of people who actually rely on planned um, parenthood and people who rely on, you know, the right to have an abortion or whatever it is mm-hmm. for various reasons. Yeah, right? because there's, there's so many circumstances that you can't just say it's like cut and dry. Exactly. You know, there's um, times when, you know, parents find out that, okay, well, maybe the ch- the fetus growing isn't growing in the best, in the healthiest form. Yeah. And the best thing to do is, you know, maybe terminate it. Yeah. Or maybe if you were raped and you actually don't want to live with anything, Definitely, right? then, you know, you can terminate it. And to have that, just to have that option, even though it's not exercised quite a bit, actually, it's not because, you know, you've got all these contraceptives that you can use yeah. beforehand. So for something that does happen, you have that, you know... That peace of mind. That exactly. like You, you have know. something to rely on and you know it's there, right? But to... I feel like it's kind of going backwards. Yep. It for is people like, to put sanctions on it, to call it illegal. I think you could have uh, more rules and regulations so people aren't abusing the system or, you know, people aren't performing it in unhealthy manners. But to have it not as an option, I think, I personally think it's really wrong. Well, see, this is kind of something that you see in third world countries. It's very yeah. much frowned upon to have an abortion. Um, and 
uh, I remember on the podcast two or three weeks ago, we were talking about how in Ethiopia, there are these w- older women mm-hmm. that were training in like martial arts to protect themselves from being raped because it's such a common thing yeah. there, right? And I mean, so to have that peace of mind that, hey, if things don't go according to plan or if, you know, you don't expect something and like these are the circumstances and these are the, this is the outcome. Well, I mean, you have an option. Exactly. And, 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 and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like overplayed so much that, oh, you know, people are aborting and doing this and doing that, but leave that choice up to them. Like, don't make that decision for them because they have to live with it and not you, mm-hmm. the person sitting in the Oval Office. I know. Anyways. So I just thought it was weird how, you know, it was 19-year-old guy, youngest, also pro-life. Sure. Mm-hmm. what do you think about, like, him being a young politician um, and, you know, joining the ranks of, like, you know, people that have probably been politicians for 20 years? Um, like, do you think this is, like, a new trend for people? Like, do you think younger people are saying, like, look, maybe I can put off school for a little bit? Um, and, uh, you know, take my, take my chances. Well, firstly, I think it's, it's, it's great that actually somebody that that young has been elected. Definitely. Um, it's definitely going to be a challenge to them, but I think it'll motivate other people around him to kind of join into his footsteps, right? Mm -hmm. Be like that. This is possible to win. I can make a difference at a higher level. Um, as far as his platform goes, I'm not too sure about it. And I think it is unfair to judge him just based on the whole pro-life thing. Sure. I may agree with you guys that, okay, maybe it's not the best. But the fact that I don't know the rest of his platform, I can't judge him on that. That would That's be unfair. Fair. Yeah. Um, but I really think it is it is steps forward, nonetheless, for somebody that young being elected. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like it shows it shows like a certain level of like determination because uh, obviously, if you're running unopposed, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. But you're running. So he ran against uh, a lawyer, um, and she was maybe in her mid thirties, and and then and she was representing the Liberal Party, and then um, an NDP uh, candidate who was actually bashing him for being uh like he was talking about his credibility as like Mm -hmm. a 19 year old um and how his views are like what people are talking about and not the fact that he's inexperienced which is i mean kind of a rookie mistake because i mean it's obvious this kid is young but we know that party politics are a lot different he's not going to be he's literally i mean and, and i can't speak 100 with with 100 percent certainty but he's going to be sitting there listening taking notes and then going back to his uh, constituents and talking like hey listen this is what they said in parliament or sorry legislature and that's it so it's i mean it's good but uh i guess we'll see what the future holds it's also it's definitely a different trend than having old white guys running and winning because i feel that they all have a similar mentality right so you do have a bit of a difference but hopefully he actually brings in that difference and doesn't kind of coincide with the masses. You know Fresh I mean? perspective. And, yeah, exactly. I, but, but, and so this is where the game of politics comes in, right? You know, it's your first time around, your first kick at the can. The next general election is in 2018 for them. So he only has a year to prove himself, really. Or mm-hmm. actually two years. Um, but, you know, there is a certain level of, like, party allegiance that you have to maintain. Right, And right. certain votes that you have to, like, you're told by the party whip, like, listen, if you don't vote this way, you're going to be riding the bench for the rest of the season. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's mm-hmm. like... That was a hockey reference, Neha, or a sports reference. If you didn't well, understand. I smiled and nodded, okay. I could have said you're riding the pine, but you totally wouldn't have got that. So, just for the record, I tried to clear that up. I did my best. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry I wasn't good enough. One day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. One day I will become the sports nerd buff that you guys wish you were. Um, I don't doubt. I doubt that highly. You know what? I feel like my kids my to-do list for at summer the age of five are going to know more than you do about sports. The kids, my kids at the age of five. So talk to me like Beat up your kids seven years. They have beating up your kids. <laughs> Just like wailing on them. <laughs> She's just like, mom, don't leave me with her. 
Dad, what are you doing? Why are you going to work? <laughs> because, anyways, um, <laughs> we totally went off on a tangent. That was a necessary tangent. Oh, necessary? Yeah. Yes, very necessary. Necessary? Like, necessary. throwing sure. shade at Neha. It's so important sometimes. You know what? I'm going to make a comeback. You do, girl. You do you. Anyways, the third story. Finally, we're going to talk about some sports. Um, not in the typical sense that we do, but uh, last night, some exciting news. The NHL announced that the Las Vegas uh, expansion team that's going to be in the NHL next year is going to be called the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Interesting name. Uh, me and my friends, we have a, like an iMessage chat that we only talk about sports, so you would hate it. And I'm going to show it to you after. But uh, basically, they were saying that it would be funny if they called them like the Desert Knights. Because they're in the desert. And then they could have, like, dessert nights. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm down for that. Like, that would be good, right? It's like, if if we score five goals, everyone gets a free Sunday or something like that. That would be sweet, right? Like, These awesome are the kind marketing. of parties that I look forward to. So well, <laughs> it's like you would have to go to the game first. So you would Whatever. hate get it a lot for three hours and then get dessert. Yeah, so, so it's cool, fine. right? That's basically my life. It is, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you go to school for three hours, you hate it, and you come home and you eat Mary Brown's. Like, that's your life. It's going to be Popeye soon once I get a taste of that. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. So briefly before, actually, we'll talk about that after. It's more local news. Um, So the owner, uh, Bill Foley, he paid the 30 other NHL teams the combined amount of $500 million so that he could have expansion rights into the NHL. Isn't that like, how is that like legally allowed? I feel like that's some sort of bribery. Well, okay. So so what it does, because, um, so now this is what's happening. So Las Vegas, it's uh, in, you know, Southern America. Not South America, but Southern, yeah, right? Um, it's closer to Southwest. Texas. Southwest. Southwest, okay. Mm. Um, but anyways, like people from there that are hockey fans, they would take away, yes, Neha's going to look it up where Nevada is. For, I know where it is. You're looking at Las Vegas, not even Nevada, the states, Marty Pants. Southwest. Okay, great. Anyways, my point being, sure, um, is that, like they're they're he's basically paying them because they're taking away from some of the business from some of the West Coast teams, right? Because right. some of the fans that are hockey fans are going to uh, like they would fly to you know L.A. or San Jose or Anaheim to go watch those teams play. Right. And now they have their own; they're, they can yes. stay home. Okay. And so there's no, that. And the arena costs about three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. No big deal. I mean, he already paid five hundred million. What's another like? Three, almost $400 million. Now, what's the comparison for Rogers Arena? Like, new one for the Edmonton I don't know. Others. Neha, can you check up how much Rogers Arena costs? Um, Neha, our trusty uh, internet, uh, as she types. But yeah, anyways, like it's, it's exciting for the NHL. Oh, four. Six. 604. 604. Okay. 604.5 wow. million. Okay. But wow. See, but see, and I can't get a grant from the city to run a 5K project. Oh, okay. Wow. She doesn't mean five kilometers. Yeah. Because that would be a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought she meant. <laughs> High five. Oh, these roasts are so real and I love it. I'm appalled right now. Yeah, you are. You are. Anyways, um, so it's, it's exciting because, I mean, now there's going to be 31 teams in the NHL. Um, there's a little bit more diversity. It's too bad there's not a Canadian team. They're talking about having a team in like maybe Hamilton or Quebec City. We know that's hopefully that's next on the docket. Um, and it's interesting how it works. So what's going to happen is um, like a, like just a general rundown. Of, you, you know what a rundown is, right? Mm-hmm. Can, can you give me a rundown, Jim? Yeah, just yeah, a quick for rundown sure, for sure. Uh, I'll get to you at the end of the day. Yeah. Who did you say it to? The um, James. No. James. Is it James? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, sorry, as we just talk about The Office, because we just absolutely love that show. Oh, yeah. So it's exciting because, so um, out of all the teams, they'll have to release some players. 
um, and there'll be like a there'll be like a free agent pool. So then now that team has to make their players based on that team. So it's kind of it's an interesting idea. Um, and that's all I have for current events. Talked about it for quite a bit. We had some fun, roasted Neha excessively, which is important because we haven't had a podcast in a while. So there's like this pent up like roast brewing. And then Man, I, just I really wish Muniza was here. What was she gonna do? Sit here like my school bag and not say anything. <laughs> See, you could have roasted her. I just roasted her. I, I literally just here. roasted her, throwing shade on Waniza. She's, She's as that. dark as my school bag too. Oh <laughs> dang! Oh my god, that's two in a row. Someone stop me! Thank you to the Daily Grind of University of Alberta for providing our coffee beans for roasts. Yeah, and if you want to sponsor us, hit us up at mykpodcast at gmail.com. Legit. Yeah, we only take light roast, blonde roast, blonde roast, medium roast. It's fine. I just don't like dark roast. Um, too ashy. Yeah, well, not even that, but it's just not as caffeinated, yeah. not as potent. Makes me laugh every time I ask for a tall blonde at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Gramps. Um, <laughs> that was like a Dada joke, honestly. I don't know. You or like, your, it's just factual. You wish your grandpa made jokes it's like that. It's just factual. Yeah, it's okay. Good one. Um, so this week's topic. Uh, so just to give you guys a little bit of context, this week's topic was. Um, a conversation Neha and I had uh, a couple of days ago and I was venting about um, an experience that I had at a local store. Um, obviously, I'm not going to mention the name, but uh, they probably guy. don't listen. Good guys. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that I mentioned it, they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, There's a lot of stores in Edmonton. Yeah. Like so, five. <laughs> so a local store, um, they sell sporting goods. I've been going to there for six or seven years. Um, I bought a pair of shoes from them. They were last year's model. They had them in the back. And uh, they charged me full price for them. And I was in a rush. And they were closed the day after. So when I went the, on Monday when they opened up, I called them first. And I'm like, hey, you know, you guys charged me full price. And they're like, oh, really? Okay. Like, what do you want to do about it? And I'm like, um, I'm looking online and the prices are like 30 or $40 cheaper. It's like, okay, we'll come in. Or he's like, we can give you a store credit. And I'm like, I don't really want a store credit because... If I'm a good, loyal customer, then I'm just going to come back to your store, right? That's what customer loyalty is. Sure, I can talk about that all day. Um, but uh, honestly, and I was I was appalled by that. And, and he was also laughing at me. So I was really insulted. Um, needless to say, I got my money back. I got it refunded on my credit card. So shout out to me for doing that. Yeah. Although 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 I'm like the type of person when I when I confront someone, my heart just starts racing. Yeah, it's like I'm running. Yeah, and I'm just like because I do I can't handle confrontation. That's like for me, it's the opposite. I'm the most calm, and I'm just looking at the because you're a savage. Yeah, literally. That's because I have no life, unfortunately. Well, you said it, not me. Um, so we're gonna talk about. I mean, and I I guess this got us into a conversation about boycotting, and obviously that's a very extreme form. But in some in some cases, whether it's political um or just like ethical reasons. Uh, like boy, like boycotting is becoming very prevalent. Examples would be like PETA, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they boycott a, like any 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 sort of animal cruelty, um, and any sort of farm that like you know raises their livestock in like inhumane um, uh, manners. Manners mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so got something funny to say? No, no, I actually take down his table. Okay, so you just apologize. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this What's guy he? so aggressive for no reason. I'm just being a good guy. I know. <laughs> Take tips, man. I'm, I'm, I was good. No, no, no. Like, you want sure to give you dressing tips too? Whoa, that was yeah, some serious shade, yeah. and not even towards me. Thank God, I'm protected. 
Wow. Anyway, so um, so like obviously boycotting is when you intentionally avoid a certain product or a certain thing because you disagree with them, right? Yeah. Um, so the earliest example of boycotting that I can remember, which is, which is actually from uh, like the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was when uh, like the leaders of uh, like the, I mean, I'm going to say Banu, but that just basically means the tribe. So Banu Makzum and Banu uh, Abshams, they were they were uh, like boycotting uh, Banu Hashim because they were protecting the Prophet right? So this was at the time uh, where you know people were calling him a lot of things and they they weren't trusting him because like he was just so much like so much more like pure. I, I don't know, like he was just so almost perfect. And they were like, "There's, there's no way this is possible." So those two tribes, they were, they were, they were like, like two of the larger tribes in like uh, Quraysh, um, and uh, they decided that they were going to not trade with uh, uh, like uh, like the Hashemites, um, and they weren't going to marry their families into each other because they were all related to, to some extent, right? So it was a big deal. Not doing business with them is like literally like losing your internet or, or like losing your phone. You're like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? Or forgetting your phone at home. That's literally what it is like. Um, so this boycott lasted about two to three years, but it wasn't, it wasn't effective. And obviously like that's just like the, like, like things that we can't explain. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was an interesting one. Um, and like, I guess another boycott uh, movement that's, a lot more current as of 2005 um, the boycott uh, divestment and uh, sanctions. sanctions movement or the BDS movement um, it began so it's like a global campaign to uh, like increase economic and political pressure on Israel to comply with like some of the following things like don't occupy Palestine like make sure that the refugees that were in Palestine they're allowed back in um, and like just making sure that you're like giving like treating Arab and Palestinians as humans and not as like like dirt like some of like some of the times like some of the videos you see is very very disturbing um, and in 2012 Richard Falk um, he reported to the United Nations Human Rights Council that you know boycotting uh, like like the like the BDS movement should not only be extended to Israeli companies but companies that benefit from like the Israeli um, uh, what is it occupation Settlement. So basically, it's like some of these companies are like Caterpillar, which is a big uh, construction company, uh, HP, Motorola, there was mm-hmm. Volvo, um, like just to name a few. So like these are like huge companies that obviously benefit from or benefit with it, uh, like because they do business with Israel mm-hmm. um, or maybe like Israel sources parts to them. There's a lot of things that you can talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2015, a study came out saying that if um, the BDS movement was done for 10 years, it would only have a forty-seven billion dollar impact on Israel's economy, and only well, okay, that's quite a bit, Neha. But if you think about it, like country, like they, like country's net GDP is huge. Like, check out what's what's Israel's net GDP, um, and I mean, like, sorry, like Neha just being our fact checker today, but it's um, ninety-five billion. Israel's total GDP, or oh, that's their debt. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Jello, open it up, man. Where this one? It doesn't matter. Find something. Do you say Jello? GDP thing? growth rate? No, man. Sorry, guys. G- G- oh, GDP. It's in US dollar billions. Okay, well, their highest GDP has been three hundred five. Okay, so 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 let's just say like their average GDP is like two hundred billion dollars or three hundred billion dollars. 
47 billion of that over 10 years is nothing. Oh, over 10 years. Right? So, I mean, like, that would be the equivalent. But, like, that's not to say that don't pursue in this, but obviously know that, like, there's just so many more forces at play. And this is another thing to note, that there's actually artists that are against the BDS movement. So, I'm just going to talk about a few. J.K. Rowling, Helen Mirren, okay? Like, she's, like, ageless, but she's against them. Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and Justin Timberlake. Damn it, JT. Damn it! I was really looking forward to a new song, and then you had to do this. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so like, I wanted to talk about it um, today because, okay, and there's SodaStream. No, actually, I was looking at it. I think SodaStream shut down. No. Nope, it's not. Because I remember at one point, SodaStream was really struggling because they were being heavily targeted for the boycott movement. Yep. And I remember walking past the bay that one day, yeah. and everything SodaStream was 75% off. Yeah. Because that's how bad the sales had gotten. Wow. And, you know, you would see ads pop up all the time. Um, it was a cool thing. I kind of wanted it, too, even though I don't drink pop. It was cool. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, there was so much boycotting going on with it that they actually, they were struggling at one point. Actually, like, for, for the longest time... Um, like, my cousins had one, and they would, like, make, like, crazy flavors of pop. Like, hey, you want to try it? So I'm like, nah. Tastes like blood. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. Wow. Talking about savage. Anyways, but obviously, like, boycotting for a good reason with good intentions, um, it's, like, it's, like, I would encourage that. And, and, I, and I sort of want to discuss that a little bit more because, uh, like, I think it's, like, you hear about all these, like, the BDS movement. You hear about, like, boycotting all these uh, other things because they're inhumane. But, uh, wow, that was really weird. They're really for boycotting. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're really excited next door about boycotting. But, uh, yeah, like, what do you think about that, Neha? Like, like, like the whole boycotting thing and how can we, how can Honestly, we as, like, small individuals affect this bigger, bigger idea? I think the one thing that comes with boycotting that people tend to forget sometimes is that it requires a lot of patience Mm -hmm. and to be honest i would have more admiration for someone who's been boycotting for 10 years than for someone who you know i don't know does something else because for you to boycott something for 10 years or even for a year even takes a lot of commitment takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of dedication so you know if i if you're boycotting something it's hard because everything you do you'll have to look at it and see okay is this something I'm supposed to be boycotting or not? So you have to make that conscious decision every time you're buying something. And some things are and misleading. Exactly. And so for so you... So they know about this and yeah. they're like intentionally like being like, you know, uh, like very, very uh, vague with their labeling mm-hmm. and things like that. So And so for you to put in that time and dedication, that shows a lot. That, that actually shows how much you care for the, uh, for the cause than anything else, right? Yeah, you can throw a few dollars and that'll make a difference but for you to boycott and also to explain along the way why you're boycotting i think that would have a more of a global impact mm-hmm. what i'm talking about so and i think boycotting is great and i think the bds movement does a really great job i mean they have an app that you can actually scan barcodes on yeah. and it lets you know whether you should be boycotting it or not uh depending on which whatever uh movements that you support I That's think. Really, oh, sorry, I don't know. Okay. Um, so no, I think uh, Neha was pretty straightforward with the response there. Um, that it's, it's it is really admirable when some people do boycotts or anything, especially for ethical reasons. And I mean, there's a few examples that I know of. Is for example, jackets um, for their for their filling or for their oh, insulation yeah, like and Canada stuff like, goose coats. They're filled with down. Yeah, like goose 
feathers, and I unfortunately have one, so to share. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're so warm the boycott Hansen. yet. It sure literally has his with him. Yeah. Well, like, actually, for Heli Hansen, what they do is they use uh, a company called Elite Down. Yeah. And what that means is they use, and Neha has a Heli Hansen jacket, actually, so good on you. Um, what they do is they don't. Because you're basic. <laughs> Get on our level. I work there. <laughs> I know, but you don't wear a Helly Hansen jacket. Well, gee, sorry. I didn't feel like killing a few birds that day. Oh. You didn't have like, a problem eating that Mary Brown's chicken? Actually, it's not it's so much. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much that they kill the birds. It's they pluck them while yeah. they're alive. Which, of course, you can imagine would be extremely painful. Oh, um, I think another example of boycotting, it, it goes beyond, like, more ethical reasons as well, but like even people get boycotted, right? If they're kind of, <laughs> if we they... call that ghosting now, Cher. Welcome to the well, for 2016. example, uh, ghosting. <laughs> for example, if if somebody did something bad, a company would boycott them as their as their image, right? For oh, example, like totally. Tiger Woods. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, there's there's and like, sorry, I don't mean to cut him. No, no, no. But then a lot of examples because so athletes they represent a certain company, like exactly. whether it's Nike or Adidas mm-hmm. um, or uh, Under Armour, right? Like they're 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 ambassadors for this company, and there's strict guidelines they have to follow. The moment they step out of line, yep. boom, you lose your sponsorship. Yep. So like Neha said, it's definitely admirable. And of course, there's some benefits to the company themselves for boycotting certain things. I mean, it pro- provides a good image, things like that. But again, if they're consistent with that boycott and they actually follow it to a consistent degree, then that's, again, it is very admirable. And it's also about, okay, so now things are a lot different, right? I mean, you can get... So it so obviously, like, I'll talk about Canada Goose because I love Canada Goose. Although, I mean, if they could source their, their down feeling a little bit better then I'd feel good about buying their products um, and a little bit better about like that bill that I get at the end of the month. Um, but anyways, um, so like my point being is that like now we're living in a time where some of the, like we can make these changes because of technology. So we need to really push these companies to do that because there's no reason why geese uh, or any other animals should be, you know, like in pain for our benefit. Right. And it, and it goes to, so there's, um, like like a lot of makeup product, yeah. and they say it's like animal like free, cruelty yeah, free. yeah, cruelty free. Basically, means like they don't test this on on animals like mice or whatever. And um, I mean, think about it. Would you want to be a lab rat for a chem? I mean, I wear makeup, and I know you know sometimes if it gets into my eye when it shouldn't, it burns. It really burns. Mm-hmm. Or if I taste it, it tastes like alcohol. It tastes nasty, right? So I mean. But that's after it's been tested. So imagine it being tested on an animal during mm-hmm. its early stages and, you know, they don't have the pH right of the chemicals or whatever. You're burning the faces of those animals. And yeah. I, I can't imagine that. But what I think it comes down to on our part is actually do your research as mm-hmm. well um, so that you can make that difference. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, it's not like this information is readily available. You know, um, we don't live in a time like the 1990s where you literally have to use your dial-up internet. You can't use your phone. You have to, like, like crank that internet. I'm just kidding. You don't crank it. But you use dial-up internet, and you get on the computer, and it's, like, it's moving at, like, I 2 megabytes. That. You couldn't use the phone and yeah. the computer at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then finally we got high-speed internet. We're like, oh, my God. I'm talking to you while I'm surfing the internet. Look at me now. Emma's <laughs> fan was that guy. That kid who in his first in the hood to get oh, high-speed totally, internet. Oh, totally, totally. And I used to use it for Pokemon. Mm. like oh. Pokemon cheese because back then Pokemon was so hard and you'd, you'd be like running around the map for like hours like I don't know what to do and they're my parents weren't going to let me buy like the guides because they're not going to pay for that <laughs> but they'll pay for our internet which is so expensive it didn't make sense to me but I mean like back to Shira's point it's about doing your research 
And it's about being consistent. It's just like making a du'a, right? Um, if you make that du'a and you don't get it, you know, or you make that prayer and you don't, it's not answered right away, that doesn't mean you stop doing that. You right. continue doing that because you know that like God or Allah is like, is going to give you that when you need it, not when you want it, right? Because at the time when you want it, you might not actually need it. Or you might not value it as much because you might be hasty with with the answer, right? Yeah. And the other thing is that um, it was somewhere where I heard that, you know, sometimes Allah delays answering your prayers because he loves how you're asking him. He yeah. loves that you're asking him, right? And imagine, you know, if you do something that your parents really like, they reward you better, right? Yep. So for Allah to with kind of hold back your your answers for a bit is great because he's going to give you something even better that even you couldn't imagine to ask for. And so I think it, I mean, in everything, you know, whether it be in school, in religion, in politics, in boycotting, in whatever you stand for, patience is key. You know, you study once for an exam, you're not going to do well. When you study consistently, little by little, you always do better. Um, same thing with asking God for something. When you ask him multiple times and you're patient, it gets answered in way more beautiful ways than you could have thought of. And same thing with uh, with life. You know, when you get hurt or when you fall or when you trip, the best thing to do is have patience. Because sure, you can get angry. Sure, you can lash out. But that's going to put you in a worse position than you were before. Totally. And I mean, I feel like it's it's like sometimes, you know, like being involved in these movements is really hard because a lot of people aren't like sometimes they're not aware or they're just not interested but you being that person um and like sticking out is just like it's just that dedication and patience that you need because you will know that i mean eventually it will make a difference if that if that takes 10 years to you know impact israel and like get them to leave like occupying palestine and free those like those palestinian those palestinians from all the troubles are going through then do that right i mean i'm not saying like be that difference but if you can try to make a difference locally, try doing it. So, I mean, I think that's a really good place for us to leave off. You know, it's been it's been a pleasure uh, roasting Neha, enjoying some halal beef and uh, some medium roast like coffee. Turkey. Well, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving yeah, is yeah. coming up, so you could be a turkey. Gobble, gobble. But, uh, <laughs> gobble, gobble. Um, but anyways, uh, until next time, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys check out our Facebook page um, at the My Cave Podcast. Give us a like. Check us out on SoundCloud at My Kid Podcast, and obviously uh, check out our or shoot us an email if you have any questions yeah. or uh, concerns. Or if you got any comebacks? Yeah, any comebacks for Neha because Neha needs a little bit of help this week. So send us an email at mykidpodcast at gmail <laughs> Until next time, assalamualaikum.